I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome along to the Rocky Road Boxing Podcast with me, your host, Kevin Byrne. This week, we bring you part two of, of my interview with Tony the Irish Psycho Bates. Last week, we discussed growing up in the toughest neighborhood in Ireland, starting boxing, finding drink, gambling and cocaine at a young age, his move to Australia and his conversion to Islam. This week, where we left off uh, last week, he mentions, Tony says, you need to hit the bottom of the barrel to rise back up. And in part two, we discussed Tony's uh, stint in a maximum security prison, his detention on Christmas Island, finding his way back home to Ireland, finding boxing again, and uh, more importantly, finding some measure of peace. You say you lack discipline and you've, you've spoken about going on the rampage when you were in the, in the throes of addiction between, you know, drugs, drug use, drink abuse, uh, gambling addiction, and the head went, you got locked up a couple of times. Yeah. What, what happened? A couple of silly fucking arguments. I was, you know, like gambling was taking control. Uh, I was caught in possession of a few credit cards, never used or whatever the case may be. A couple of altercations. People was, my hate. Whether it be on the drink or not, people weren't doing me right, and I wasn't doing them right. But people weren't doing me fucking right. So, so anywhere I went, there was a, there was a, there was a, there was a standoff. There was an allocation. You're willing to, if you had a disagreement with someone, you're willing to throw down or whatever, you know. Oh, have 100%. A fight. Yeah. Not a fucking bother. Nobody's going to fucking put it on me, Kevin. I'm not fucking, I'm from Clondalk and I'm from Greenfork. We're from Dublin. A respect is respect, Kevin. I'm not doing nothing wrong on you when you do something wrong on me. I'm not going to take that up no one. Simple, man. If you do, you're going to be walked on till the day you die. And fuck that. I'd rather spend the rest of my life alone with me God, with Allah, my creator, than anyone else who's put me down. You know, so you haven't that party hasn't been curved by going to prison or and like or conversion no, to mo- no, it had bro. I'm a, I'm happy. I'm yeah. alive. You do seem content and, and no, yes, you know I mean? like, yeah, no, I'm I'm good, Kevin, and I'm happy that the system gave me uh, they gave me discipline. If I didn't have a what, what prison in Australia were you sent to? Uh, do you know what the prisons over there? Fucking bruh, man. You, you wanna see what the fuck I seen over there, man. Some buzz, man. I tell you, man, I was like, <laughs> sound like you're was, describing all the buttons <laughs> as a kid. Kevin, man. It was fucking like you're thrown into the deep end. I've been talking because I I went out. The only one before all these stupid charges, let's call them stupid because you know they are fucking ass stupid because I was stupid at the time. Fighting with people for when I don't need to fight with people. But uh, 
<laughs> you're going into I'm having all this and then I'm going mad in the drink and before you know you're in prison and you're looking around you're sobering up and you're going what the fuck's going on and you're in the maximum security which is 20 hour lock up a day 18 to 20 hour lock up a day like in the cell 20 you know and uh, and then I went to so six months and then I did another what was it and then I got sentenced I got 18 months and after the 18 months this is in 2019 to last judge so I won 200 grand Kevin before I went to jail I was not messing I actually won 200,000 euro gambling the casino yeah, I swear to God right? I was just won and fucking put, in three weeks so I couldn't stop getting jackpots I won 28 grand here 15 grand I'm not messing I'm not being bragging just that money this is what happened so I was flat out and uh, formal wear you know yourself and for all that and just party and having fun and then they needed i spent it in two, two six weeks and i had 20 grand when i went into this prison and i gambled it in prison that's how gambling bad gambling was for me and he sent me to, i'm not messing like, and that's what i like feeding yourself and all prison. just straight gam- i gambled it all man i had a I had plenty of fights in prison and i won every one of them as well was, organized proper fights yeah, or boxing and in the ring just sport of the moment or whatever and you, you got to feed yourself in prison too. So you have to have a, you have to have, you know, you, you got to know what team you're with. And I was with the Muslims. So the brothers look after you and looked after them. I'm not saying they were bullies or anything like that, but Kevin, we're not talking about walking into the pub here. We're talking about walking into prison. So you know the rules in there. Yeah. I learned me a lot. The Muslim brothers, they educate. I, 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 I learned what they faith to have many stories. I know how to know the prayer in Arabic. I understand the meaning of it. I read the Quran completely. And it did me the world of good. It taught me how all, all this, the, you know, all the disciplines of Islam. If you were hanging out with the Muslims yeah. and you're like this white Irish guy from Dublin, were you targeted by other prisoners almost as like what are you doing hanging around with them no or, no well when i fought up the the first time when i had them dreams i was a christian and i was holding the christian ma- catholic masses because the, they were a bit weaker in there they didn't stand up for their values because they hadn't got a connection like the, the muslim brothers because the muslim brothers fought pray four times a day they respect their creator they're a man enough to love god unlike the rest of the bitches who are not man enough to show respect for god you understand i'm sorry for laughing at yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah like, but that's the reality of it, man, you know? So, um, and when that's when I started looking deep and I started reading Quran on my own and this and that, and then I just knew it was the, it was the right option for me, so. So when you say you're with the Muslims in prison, do you mean like that? You're on, no, you're, you're, on a, you're on a wing with them or something? No, or like, it's not, it's, see, it's not even like that, Kevin. Yeah. Most of my experience of it is from watching us. You yeah, know yeah exactly. So, like, no, no, we pray together and we eat together and stuff like that. I mean, back, but it doesn't mean that it's all just Muslims. Yeah. It's like, there was there was there was every mix in there like you know a few irish over yeah. there as well there was so. one at the end there was plenty of a few irish but in the prison system like i was known for being a boxer on the outside and in australia so what happened i had a bit of a name because i was 12 and all bro and, and plus i hung around with uh the big the biggest boxer names in, in sydney so and in Ireland when i was back here too so i had a, I had a reputation so you need to learn when you get into you, it's just street stuff yeah you know, but you see, you see how the, uh, the, the lad works in there too. You know what I mean? Did you feel it was it like from the way you'd been living? Maybe you said you spoke about the lack of discipline, the head was gone. Did you feel it was inevitably you'd end up in, in prison or whatever at that stage? Or were you uh, kind of disappointed oh, in yourself? I can't believe this has happened to me. It's a bit of a, it's a tough one to, to, to recall actually, to be honest. Like, there was so much going on. It wasn't only all that addiction. There was a lot of, uh, there was a bit of, 
uh, emotional discharges, which I had a bit of, I had breakups and this and that with plenty of women and stuff like that. Some good ones, a couple of good ones, you know, so, and then, and then plus fighting with everyone. It can't be lonely at times, Kevin. But at the same time, you, you can't think about the past. You can't think about the future. You've got to keep in the present. And when you're in prison, you're in prison. I want to talk about an email that I got from you a few years ago. Do you mm. remember? Do you remember? I remember. Yeah. yeah, quite clearly. Yeah. So it's long and I'm not going to read it all because yeah. there's just so much of it. But like you kind of say, hello, my name's Tony Bates. Today's date is currently Saturday, 19th of June, 2021. And I'm currently in my cell in the Gold One compound of Christmas Island Detention Center. And I've been waiting on me on my deportation back to my country of origin, being Ireland, since December 22nd, 2020. Yeah. Uh, the reason I'm writing this account of my story is because I've had enough of waiting on the Australian border force to remove me because it seems to me that they're doing uh, that they're doing nothing fast to do so. And uh, you proceeded to te- start telling me all the stuff <laughs> hey, you've been hey, man, that was, in the that last was, year or two. Yeah, man, it was just... Was, yeah. Crazy, blew the head, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was full on, Kevin. See, every day is a, is a, is a new groundhog day, groundhog day, especially when we went to Christmas Island. So, after serving me time of imprisonment, they sent me to. They weren't giving me a visa. I had permanent residency. If you do twelve months in prison or more, they cancel your permanent residency. Where you have to appeal your conviction and and, and prove to uh, the committee that you were of a. Uh, good character and a good stature in the community that they can actually have respect for you and you have respect for them to go back into the community without causing any trouble and i didn't i didn't i didn't uh, i wasn't accepted on my appeal on two occasions so instead of going to federal court i just felt i was losing like losing the battle and it was COVID, and we were we got sent from so picture this you're in so they took me from prison max so i went from Maximum prison after eight months to minimum for six weeks. And we're in minimum when we have everything in there. We, it's called being cashed, Kevin. When you have food and you have ganja or whatever, food, you need to eat. If you know food, you're not going to be strong. You understand? And that's all you can do in there is train and eat. Or, but you, you need to have food. You know what I mean? And then what happened was uh, they sent me to the, the Villawood detention center. I had a bit of an agree- a disagreement with someone in in minimum, they put me back into Maxo in down in Goldborn. And uh was it Goldborn? No, Lithgo. Uh, a bit of a d- disagreement. Well, well, they put me in segregate segrega- segro segro segregation for two months or six weeks or something like that. Three weeks with no television, no books, no food, like only the only the, the bare minimum. And then the next three weeks they put the TV on. Fighting again. Was it or when you say a disagreement? So I lent someone some food and he and he, he didn't want to repay me, so you know. I had to just fucking Where's my money, man? Where's my food? Sorry. Where's my food? Because like? I need to eat. It's not about money in there. It's about eating. Food. Like. I lend you 20 euro worth of food. You give me back 20. You know? Mm-hmm. And if you don't pay you back, what the fuck? I'm not going to go home because I helped you, you little fucking dope. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you know yourself. And the guy bleeding, he's told the, the squad and the squad came down and was surrounding me and fucking brought me to Segro and then they sent me to Lithgow and Lithgow went to the Villawood and Villawood I'm there three months and then they came in again and because pack your shit you got on escort so they shackled me put me handcuffs put me on a bus on a plane on another bus to another detention centre in Prairie Western Australia I was there for three to six weeks a couple more fights in there I got stabbed in there I stabbed the bloke back took the knife off they stabbed me for nothing like the guy that's what today you're stabbed oh yeah we were in the we were in the there's this guy I was a good 
Muslim, but, but he knew this other guy. He's a bit known. He was a bit, you know, just to talk about him. And anyways, he owed me. He owed me. Dangerous. Nah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. I don't. I have to look for it. I have to look into things myself to understand. You understand? I don't take anyone's word. I judge everyone for for, for face value. But not only that, he owed me food. So we were in the room, and I suppose we food. Anyways, we had a bit of a disagreement, and uh, we came to a confrontation, altercation. Sorry, and uh, I didn't do anything wrong, man. He fucking put it on me, so I defended myself, and then I'm. Pumping him, I'm on top and punching him in the face, and he says, "Stab me in the back." I says, "Stab me in the uh, liver and this and that." And about eight punches, we went pop, 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 but that deep. I'm not messing with. Blood. So I took the knife out and I stabbed him in the face. This, that, blah, blah. I had to, Kevin. What the fuck do you want me to do, man? I'm on my own in the place. There's no one else around me helping me. Do you understand? No one. I'm the only fucking Irish person in the place, and I'm not backing down from anyone. I don't give a fuck who they are, how big they are. Do you understand? This come with Iraqi, this, that, and what? We're all Muslims, and what? But they're all trying to test me, and what? Who, who fucking won every time I did? But you, you can't back down, man, otherwise you're a bitch. And I'm not being fucking trying to be big headed on that, Kevin. It's just that it's the only thing that I knew what to do, you know? Mm. It's for you. And uh, then we were then, so we were there for six weeks, that fight happened, this, that. Uh, I won that fight. Got respect from more people, more the common cheeros, the 1% outlaw motorcycle gangs with all the Polynesian big, big lads. So I was training everyone here to fight in the pads and stuff like that. Boxing. They didn't acknowledge you after a fight like that. Like, I don't know, but I, from number one, East from day one, from day one, when I went into Cessnock, I spared six to eight blokes in a row and I dropped every one of them. Is it, the, it sounds like almost like you're describing prison in Australia, almost like growing up in Kandakan. Yeah, so exactly. You get yeah. in a fight. You, someone puts it on you or you put it back on them yeah. and you walk away victorious or you've beaten this person or you have respect and people are oh, even even if it's a fair go you have respect from everyone in the prison if you stand up to the biggest man and you go 50-50 with him well you have respect from everyone and you're on your own Kevin you got to realise that there's no worse in there man and the Irish who came in they're not the right home of it I had to help them in there. There was a bloke from Northern Ireland and all who came into the detention centre he's a president but he was Irish so no, I wouldn't let anything happen to him. He was a bit scared because there are big men in there. You know what I mean? But I had a knockoff a bloke six foot ten in Sudan. His name is Boutros Chol, and I knocked his teeth out and all. Like, but he he was swinging me around at the start. But I got the better of him, and then well, we were really good. Six foot. This bloke was like a man from fucking. Oh, I know. I pictures of these cons. Just there's a, there's, a, there's a fucking. I didn't even get to it yet. What happened in Christmas Island? When we had a knock, we went to. Western Australia. Then they took us to Christmas Island after that. Three o'clock in the morning, they put us in shackles. I'm not messing shackle our feet together, yeah? Because, because I'm a violent defender, because I, the first charge I ever had in Australia around the checkpoint, I got shot three times with a taser. I pulled it out, got away, assaulted a police officer, and then I had to hand myself in three days later because I let me fall on the car. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened because I was drinking bulk fast and, and taking cocaine and I wanted to go to the pub instead of stopping at the checkpoint that's the truth <laughs> and he goes who the fuck is this guy yeah. he got shot three times at the taser rammed the checkpoint battered a copper is he a rapist a murderer a bank robber I just wanted to go to the pub man yeah, yeah. you know what I mean like that's all and uh, that happened in Later on, then we were going to wish a violent so offender. You were tagged as a violent offender. Did yeah. you not give him an inch because he will? Yeah, no, yeah, but I wasn't really a violent. Yeah, but when I was, look, I, I, I could react too, more, too quick, yeah. you know, which I did a lot back then. I didn't give a fuck. 
No, but like not as if like I was a bully, but like No, I, I don't get that impression. Did you get never. with the screws or anything like that? Or no, to be honest, one of the screws wanted to fuck me when I was in prison. She fucked one of the other blokes and she was on the news, she got sacked for it and she came into my cell all the time. I should have fucked her. I probably will fuck her if I see her again, you know what I mean? <laughs> to be honest, what do you want me to do, Kevin? You're in prison, you only live once. You know what I mean? So we went away with this day. We went when we went to Christmas Island from because uh, she messaged me on Instagram and all after that, didn't she? I want she's a bodybuilder, she is. But fucking, uh, we went to uh, Christmas Island. <laughs> oh man, you want to check this place out? It got closed two for two years because someone got killed by the someone got escaped and fell off a cliff in the detention center, and it was a bit of a you know, there was a bit of there was a complex surrounding to what happened, you know. But, but and that, that the inmates kicked off and and uh, was it a suspected murder or was it definitely an escape? He wasn't pushed. It was an escape. Yeah, okay. it was an escape. But no, he escaped. He hadn't got. Listen, the go the bloke hadn't got his medication. He this two this before I was there. He escaped. No medication. He fell off a cliff. He was found. Now on this island. Dave Attenborough of the show, there's all these red crabs and there's all these ants eating the crabs and there's all these other crabs and there's monkey crab. And I mean, we're driving around and I, brought, I fractured my toe on a football match. This is true, bro. There's all on the system. Everything you get milked. So they put us in this detention centre. It was open after two years because of COVID. All the bad offenders, all the... And Christmas Island is an island off the coast of Australia where they, where they used to take, like, immigrants coming from Philippines That's or right. Indonesia they stopped them at the borders and then they'd house them on this Christmas island yeah. as a way of processing it's a, it's a detention centre it's a controversial detention centre exactly yeah. because these, when it comes to immigration they don't take no SHIT you know they, 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 it's, they, it's a territory of Australia they bought it. it's a, it, it, it's a yeah. uh, how would you call it you know like it, it's a but anyway now, now they're using it to, to house people that are their system their, their sentences are up but they're being deported. Yeah. But now it's COVID. Oh. So it's just like, yeah. So, so we've, we've done all the boxing and stuff. We've done all that. And there's plenty more of that. I can go into the, but today I'll just give you a brief explaining of what happened. Then we went to Christmas we Island. Can, we Kevin. can break this into two parts. So we keep, yeah, yeah, we sweet. That's a great story. We went into uh, Christmas Island and uh, Kevin, man. So, we're taken from having Sydney smokes, this, that, visits and whatever. Like, you know, you can always access to anything you want. Clothes, because you can wear your own clothes now in here now. In the, in the main, was it, could we, yeah, we could wear our own clothes in, in the detention center. From prison, we could only wear greens. You could only wear the greens. Everything had to be green, prison standard, you know? And you need money for your food. And a bloke who helped me out when I was in prison, he's pretty Instagram famous. You, you check him. His name is Russell Mansour. He has like uh, people who have been abused by the the system, like uh, sexually abused by the, the young, uh, you know, the, the juvenile centers and stuff like that. And it, there was money put aside for these uh, victims. And I was lining up the victims with the, the company to get paid. And he was paying me money every week because at the end of the day, I was fucking out of order on what I was doing before I went to prison. So there wasn't many pe people helped me when I was in prison. Only some people in there, some real good friends, and most importantly, myself. Because you have to hustle, you have to eat, and you can't be going to protection. Who the fuck wants to go to protection with a lot of fucking rapists, pedophiles, and fucking dirty bastards? Not me. So you need to fight. That's the reality, Kevin. Kevin, we're in the fucking maximum. Next door, there's more people in the protection. They're all, they're all sick, sick people.
The stories in the newspaper, I don't need to tell you, you can only use your fucking head. So man. you go into protection, you're, you're in with serious... I've never, no, I've never been no, in protection. If you do go to protection, you're in with serious sex, sex offenders. Sex offenders, yeah. yeah so. And who wants to go there, bro? No. You know what I mean? You can talk to these people, like if you see them through the fence and say, I'll see you when I see you. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, who wants to go there? So I'd rather, stand, I'd rather stay staunch in the Maxo and be with the, you know, doing the right thing, training the lads every day on the pads, whatever, do my own training, eating, having the crack. The Aboriginals were the best laugh, man. All the countries were like some, some laugh, you know? But the, the good brothers, like, you know what I'm saying? You got, the, you got the brothers for life, like the brothers for life was the Muslim gang. A lot of gangs in there as well, like from the street, like a lot of violent killers, like that I was hanging around with, but they were my mates because they knew I could fight, but I'm not in there to be a killer. I was in there just a stupid fucking common assault and actual bodily harm and all that crap. But there's still good people in there, Kevin. People make mistakes, Kevin. You can't blame them for one mistake. If they come good again, you have to, you can't be held against them for life, you know? So all yeah, that. And the tone I got off you when you emailed me from Christmas Island was, and you said it towards the end of the email, you said, I've done, I did what I did. And, you know, I've shown remorse for what I've done, but I've, I've served my time. Yeah. I've paid my dues. Uh, I've paid. I can't even to fund it. Yeah. See what happened that's, was. And that's an important part. You, you had served your time. You wanted to either be Kevin. I did fucking eighteen months on. I got eighteen months. I did eighteen months in prison maximum. And then he sent me the Christmas oil. And when my prison sentence finished and again, maybe do another eighteen months with no gym for six months. No for two times fed daily. No internet. No but the mobile phone had two G. Couldn't video call a family. No visits because of five hours. It's five hours on a plane from fucking Australia to Indonesia. Asia. There's red crabs around you, and you get nothing. COVID, and after six months, I'm the delegate for the for the for the inmates, and I had to go and see Border Force to negotiate when the fuck we're getting Wi-Fi and when we're going back to the mainland because the prisons in the mainland have all the access to everything: visits, this, that, blah, 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 everything you think of, gym, more food library everything and we have nothing we're stuck in a cage 300 meters walking around doing chin-ups all day fighting with each other pads is that boxing and some people are losing their mind one of the child soldiers i'm not talking like average prisoners here a detention center is full of people who they either can't go back to their country of origin because they're going to get killed by the government or the, the terrorist organization the taliban and all this right and then you, they can't get out into the community because they've no visa or else they're a threat to the community. And I'm talking 12 month sentences, Kevin. Slapping someone. And you, you, I know a guy, Yusuf, he's, a, he's from, he's from uh, Algeria. He's a really good friend of mine, Muslim brother. Never doesn't, pure halal. Everything halal. Doesn't use, drink, do nothing. Praise five times a day. 18 fucking years in a detention center for nothing, Kevin. He went to Norway from Algeria, no passport. A bit of trouble and all. He came here to get married to Australia. He's in there 18 years. Never did a fucking one charge. They won't let him out. Won't send him back to his country because they don't know where he's from there or not. And they gave him indefinite attention for the rest of his life. 18 fucking years for the rest of his life because he has no visa. Couldn't fuck. I'm looking around. I'm seeing all these cases and I'm like, get me the fuck out of here, We're man. I'm never going. Yeah. He left there forever. I'm stranded. That's, that's, a, that's, well, I just did 18 months for a, for actual bodily harm, right? For, for something that I got found guilty on a lot of them charges. Uh, one or two of them. Yeah, I was guilty, but there was more to what me to do with that fucking French connection and all. Do you know what I'm saying? But fucking, um, like, we went there. Here's another passage from the email, right? You, you talk, you're talking about being patient. You're talking about some of the back and forth you're having with some of the detention officers or whatever, and yeah. customs officers or whatever. But then you say, 
Then things got worse because of being here with no internet, no family or friends visits and being more or less, more or less excommunicated with the real world. The other, the other detainees had enough and there was a riot in which I did not take part as I thought my departure was coming soon and there was no need for me to be involved. Mm. Parts of the centre were set alight and the Circo officers left us without any sort of supervision or duty of care as they said that they were in fear. But but they didn't worry about any of us that were not taking part in the yeah, riot. Yeah. For a few weeks, we were fed through a gap in the fence by some kitchen staff. That's exactly right. And no staff were seen for, for weeks and no medication was given to those that needed it. We were unsupervised, fed through the fence and left living in an unclean detention centre for two to three weeks before federal police and more Circo officers by plane, uh, yeah, sorry, by the plane load, which they kept telling me that they didn't have arrived and took back control with tear gas and rubber bullets and uh, it's just the, the story oh, goes wow this was this was a monumental it's like living in a movie Kevin this was this 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 particular incident because there was loads of jail riots there was always fights like big big fights where the whole fucking wing would get closed down for a week because someone got stabbed to death like people got you know what I mean this is what happened I mean they were Hardcore killers, rebel outlaw motorcycle, common cheerleaders, uh, brothers for life, Muslim gang, loads of fucking big, big heads, you know? I was, I was training some of the people who were on, some people got shot that was in there with, when they got back out and all, like it was, but I was in India for stupid charges, you know? So when we went to uh, Christmas Island and I went to the border force after six months and I came back and he says, uh, we're still getting the Wi-Fi, but they haven't started the Wi-Fi and they're only bullshitting us again. So we came back and, and I told them, I told the last story, all the Tongans and all. And they had enough and they just got ballied up and they smashed all the windows in the office and they started lighting mattresses and lighting the, fire, lighting the office on fire with the officers in it. So the officers ran out, they had a door and it was all the doors and they ran out and left us there. And then people got on the roof, smashed all the cameras, then we went to the shop, broke into the shop, Rob took, just cleaned the shop out, to be honest, because... They were seizing everything on us in 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 the deliveries. Why are you smoking one a bit of smoke a bit of weed or get more food or this or that? They they they, they, they was taking everything that was getting sent in packages to us and saying that uh, oh we have to get that scan and this and that and holding everything and seizing everything on us and giving us no there was nothing. So when they did that that day, the, the the squad tried to come in and, and resist and we and they got pumped and anyway yeah. Not by me, but they got pumped. Then they went up to the place where all the drugs are seized and they bashed the screws there as well, took the drugs back. And for three weeks, we, every night, they were, they were drinking huge. And uh, just... Mm. Is this the, the rioters or the, the Tongas or... <laughs> everyone. Those are everyone, yeah. Fucking one. After a few days, the, four, the sort of fourth day, there was boom, we're on fire, the whole shebang, yeah. And we're going, when are these guns going to go back in? But like this, there was 350 of us or something, right? There was like 100 of them. Probably, and then he said after three weeks, every night we're going around drinking. We're, like, we're making huge from fucking potato skins, orange skins, and all, and sugar, and you know all this proper jail shit, right? We are, you, you get you a bit tipsy, you know what I mean? Enough to bleed and wander around the fucking place, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just look for a look for a way out. But uh, what happened then was. They sent them. We see after three weeks of getting us, we were getting fed through the fence. There was no security there, and it was it was it was carnage. It was madness. We were, all the fences were open, broken. We could walk anywhere we wanted, more or less, you know. And uh, then they came in. You could see the plane loads come because it's an island, five hours from Australia. You, every there has to be planes brought in. Its sole purpose, more or less, is a detention facility for uh, detainees. 
So when they flew in, the chef shooting, so drones, huge drones, probably the size of fucking half the size of that ceiling. And boom, tear gas, uh, calling out on speakers saying, well, go the back fence. So the rest of us went, us, whoever went into the cells and barricaded themselves in there. And then they came in, rubber bullets and tear gas and beat the shit out of us. Then they put us in a tennis court. After three weeks, this was, you know, and if you want to comply, the, the rest of us put us in a tennis court. And then they put us in a cell for, what was it, 10 days with no mattresses, no, no blankets or anything like that because they were afraid we were going to burn them and set the place on fire again. <laughs> they kept us there. Then they put us in a new compound and then. How do you do 10 days without a mattress or a blanket? How do you? What do you steel. Do? It was lying on steel. On steel. And we weren't allowed to leave the room either. Like, say say the room with the beds in it. And then this is the, this is the bed. And then see, there's a door. And then like you have like probably 150 meters, just a little square and smoking area. And you're stuck in that cage then for the three weeks or the 10 days, you know. And then they put us into back into another clean. But was it worth it? Oh man, I didn't know what the fuck was happening at the time, you know. Like, but at the end of the day, I'm grateful to be here today to say that I, I have uh, surpassed that. How did you get off Christmas Island and get home? How did you? How did you manage? So after I wrote to yourself uh, the story, which was, you know, obviously cut your eye. They came in with more. I just felt because like, they knew it was too too much. Then, like I'm there an extra eighteen months. Not the riots, this that nothing no nothing like and I'm just like not like, I didn't want but I just didn't want to be there anymore you know uh, but I was there and then they came in they sent us back here and then and then, and then they put me in a bleeding COVID place when I got back here for a couple of weeks in the Phoenix Park and then I'm like what the fuck is going on like I really was because I didn't know where I was going to stay I don't know so you're you know, my your family citizenship or whatever was that oh, your, your days in Australia were over. You were gone. You were sent, but you like you must have been a good relief getting on the plane to come home. Or were you sad? You yeah, would leave Australia behind no, where you'd established no, a was, professional boxing career. If I got my chance to get, I still have a federal court appeal. It doesn't mean that I can I can go back, but I didn't want to stay. I didn't want to stay in a detention center to 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 not know when I'm going home. I'd rather take a chance here and fight it from here than than than, than in than in prison, like in jail, like you know. So when I came back, I didn't know what to expect, to be honest. Like, uh, my dad didn't want me in the house because I was in, because I didn't feel like, feel like it was the right place to be. They're older than me and I didn't want to bring any headaches with them. So I moved to my sister uh, for a while. And then I moved out because it's just too, too much driving, 18 hours a fucking week in the car up and down to walk and but when I came back, man, I didn't know what to do, Kevin, to be honest, like, and then, and, and then I realized that like all this, uh, shit from the past, all this trauma or whatever you want to call it, it's never going to leave you. You have to accept that challenge. And the only way to accept rejection is to, if you, to truly be accepted is if you accept rejection as well as you accept acceptance until then you will never truly be accepted. Because you got to learn with being rejected over time and time and time again, and that will only build you up into the person you are today and make you resilient and not give a fuck about anyone. Because I don't really give a fuck about anyone. If they're not good to me, they're not going to be good to you. And that's just the mindset it's given me, Kevin. Because no one helped me, man. No one has ever helped me. No one has ever helped me in this world, man. Only myself. Only Allah, my Creator, and the grace of God on this year. I'm happy to be here today. I'm over the moon, Kevin, because I was stuck for so many years in addiction, man. I was. F- Fucked. 
you speak uh, like you're free of, I guess, active addiction. Are you, yeah, yeah, man. Were you, were you free of it when you came home or were you still no, stuck? No, no. no, I sure fucking spent 20, my last 20 grand when I was in prison yeah. in detention centre. I had a phone and all, just gambling every day. I had money there, just that, and a couple of friends gave me money, like, like that, whatever, you know, but it was just like, I was dealing with something, few, <laughs> something, quite a number of things that I had there. Whether it be misinterpreted or whether, 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 whether they happened, though, I don't really give a fuck. But I was dealing with a lot of uh, inner voices that I couldn't control. Like the devil, the shaitan. The only way that I could understand it is if I punished myself more and more and more to realize that there was nothing there at the end of the hole. And the only way for me to come good was to stop using. And the way I did that was through my prayer, first of all. Pray five times a day. I have to because that's my source of power. The create my creator has created me for a purpose. In order for me to survive all of that, I needed to be strong, resilient. And he's been building me up ever since I was a kid. Can't you see the, the amount of fights? So I knew I'd be good in the end. I had to believe I was good because I never really did anything wrong on anyone. You know, I made mistakes, but so do we all, Kevin. That's part of learning. That's part of growing. You're not a man if you don't fucking realize what you're doing is wrong. You know. So. Uh, you're free of addiction now. You feel, oh, or it's still, but it's still, no. it's still a daily fight. Not a fucking. It's gone, Kevin. It's gone. I never could say that in my life. I don't think about using Congratulations. cocaine. Congratulations, it's good. Yeah, I don't think about using cocaine. I, I definitely don't think about gambling. Yeah, I don't. Gambling is the worst. Gambling, you, in order to fucking level up or whatever you want to kick on with boxing or even in life, if you don't feed yourself good food, if you don't have money to feed yourself good food. You're not going to be able to grow. When, to bring it back to boxing for a minute, like um, you're 35, we mentioned. Yeah. Do you feel regret at um, leaving behind prospects of a great career in the sport, oh, or or I regret nothing, man? Yeah, or or to present it differently, are grateful to have a sport that now for the next five, ten years you can put your entire focus on into and re well, rebuild alongside. Kevin, man, you um, they must be doing something right because I have you here today and you write for the Sun newspaper. It's one of the best papers in Ireland and you're a great journalist and you're a good man, to be honest. I like, I like speaking to you. I feel comfortable talking to you. So, which is, which is, which is, 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 is I'm in a far better, much greater light than what I was in the past. And I've realised that where I was going wrong, you know? Look, at the end of the day, Kevin, if you, if, Things happen in life that you can't quite understand or explain to the point where you're stuck, you're lost, you're in dark clouds. But if you have patience, them dark clouds will come bright clouds, inshallah. And that's what happened, man. I just fucking, I weathered the storm. I believed I had to be, the, the ability to become, uh, whether it be Irish champion or for a European level or whatever fucking stand. I don't give a fuck once I'm in the gym every day. I'm happy to even not fight again, Kevin, or just to be in the gym with Phil every day, to be honest. Um, because he's a, he's a good man. I'm going to join with Crumlin and, and, and it's a great meal for me because I feel a connection to my youth. There, I fought his sons, I fought them all, I went to Spain and, and all of this. But I'm 35 years of age. I train seven days a week. I haven't missed a day's training in eight, nine months. I'm in the best condition I've ever been in my life. And you know what, man? Whether I win an Irish title or I win no title or whatever the case may be, you I'm kind, happy. You kind of campaigned around light welterweight or lightweight, light yeah. welterweight, you know, as a younger man. Now mm. now at this age, mid-30s, where what what are you planning to do in the in the 
Fight as much as possible. Fight as much as possible. Welterweight, gonna make a point. I mean, no, no, I could make, I could make, I'm 69 today. Uh, yesterday, sorry. Uh, we weighed in. See, that was with the 71 or 72 with the class. So it was roughly 69, 69 and a half. Kevin, I just want to fight for money, to be honest. Mm. But gambling costs me fucking life. Uh, and, and the only, so much, one of the only options, I wouldn't say one of the only options, because pl- I'm playing all my options. If in order to, in order to actually get the way you want to get it, you need to keep everything in play. If you don't keep everything in play, you're limited. And who wants to be limited? Mm. I was limited for far too long. So with with my age, I want to fight as many fights, whether it be bare knuckle, whether it be boxing, and whether I learn how to kick as well and do a bit of BJJ, which I'd be a savage at UFC. Look at man, I could take punches till till the cows come home. You have talked about going to Russia to fight a bare yeah. knuckle contest. Oh uh, like yeah, probably suit you for the amount of just pure street fights you've had and prison yeah. fights over the years. Like from the way you describe it, you've had mm. more than a hundred. I'd say at this stage, more, you're not, you're way not, more, yeah, yeah a couple of hundred. So like you'd be comfortable in the bare knuckle scene, but at the same time, like I mean, we're here to talk under. You know, I'm a boxing reporter. You're a yeah. you're a you're a professional boxer and a former amateur boxer like this. There's definitely avenues there. I think with the revival in Irish boxing in the last year or two, like look at Jay Byrne, look how many shows he's put. Yeah, it's year. huge. Yeah. Do you think you have a chance of getting on some of the shows? And of course, I've yeah. spoke to Jay. You should get your license and we put you on. Look, I don't see. Do you I, think I, get, will you get a license from the BUI? It's well, I spoke with uh, Mel um, Mel Crystal Crystal uh, two days ago, and he said he's willing to give me a chance, but maybe we, because of my record, I have to write a bit up on that and. Uh, Explain what happened somewhat, and and and, and the, 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 there's a process to it. Probably a probationary for a year, four rounders or six rounders, and we kick on from there. But if they're willing to give me a chance, I'm happy enough. But if they're not willing to give me a chance, I'll have to move to another country. Yeah, and, and I think that's boxing in a way as well. I think everybody gets a chance. Everyone gets a second chance. Yeah, yeah. And like the sport is littered with people. Look at Bernard Hopkins. I saw a video there recently of him going back to the prison that he'd spent time in. Twenty four years of age he was. Yeah. To train up, do you take inspiration from other boxers like that? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he did time for arm robbery. The guy did, man. He was and look at him now. He's world champion. When he was fifty. He's devout Muslim. His whole life, he just eats broccoli every day. He's real vegetables. He's real, real food, and he's still in, in really good condition. And he has respect from everyone because he's been through the hard yards. It's not that. It's about like, why the fuck would you want to go back into addiction and 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 go go into go into more lonely desperation? What when you could be around good people in the gym? Simple. Mm. It's quite fucking simple. And you know, I don't think about using anymore because it, it, it turns me into a stupid person, man. And I don't want to be that person again. Just from looking at your social media and be chatting to you a bit, like you seem to be like training extremely hard. You yeah. said you haven't missed a day. You're doing your runs. You're doing your boxing training. I watch you there in the gym, and you know, looking, looking quite, looking ready to fight tomorrow. Almost, it yes. suggests. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this is my dream, man. This is my dream. All I ever wanted to do was fight since I was a kid and um, now I've been given a, a great opportunity which I'm willing to take with both hands. And back work, are you, are you happy being back in Ireland or whatever? Like, uh, and you're looking forward to Christmas? Because I thought like this is a great time of year to bring out this story just because considering like the what you went through on Christmas Island and now we're, you know, Christmas at home and stuff, it's just uh, a yeah. to me. Hey man, you know, I'm a, I'm a Muslim, but I respect all religions and that's the key to, the key to the to people in the community having respect for each and every one of us, not only religions, but it's races, it's colours, it's backgrounds, whatever it is. If you don't have respect, there's only going to be trouble. 
You know, so I'm back here, or I no respect everyone who's celebrating Christmas and good on them, man. That's, That's actually, a whole, that was a boneheaded question by me because I didn't mm. factor in almost the religious. Yeah. Well, Christmas is all about, you know, the. No, the well, I'm happily for my family. Jesus was the most mentioned name in the Quran, man. He's a prophet. We don't believe him as a God, but still, he's a great man. But look, I'm happy for for everyone to, to, to come together at Christmas because it's a family thing. They got to take the look away from the, you know, the material things and look at the real things that are inside. Emotions, feelings, connection with family and, and whatever the case, because especially when you spend time on your own for so long, you realize that that's really important. Did you... Um did you burn bridges with family no. through the bad years? Or? Oh, look at here. Look at my name. There's, there's stages of my life where I've been the best in the world and in the stage it would have been the worst in the world. There's no, it's either all or nothing. And uh, it is some moments where I've, uh, I've had disagreements with people in my life, family members, everything. So who doesn't, Kevin? But look, I realise I'm a bigger man because I know I'm a good fighter. I don't need to go around bullying people or holding things against people. If I'm in the wrong, I can admit it. Because especially if it's just a, a, an action or, or money or, or whatever, these things can be fixed. There's certain things that can be fixed and there's certain things that cannot be fucking fixed. Yeah, you know, and you haven't got to that stage. <laughs> no, never no, get to that not. stage. Yeah, you mad? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah means no matter how good or bad it is, it's all good. We'll finish up there, Tony. I think it's something you want to say. You know, you've got a lot off your chest. Yeah, so, man. You know. Do you know what? I was just so fucking. Um, I was so grateful to be here today and uh, to say to get this off my chest because, but for so long, like. He'd be looked at like as a um, kind of like a Voldemort kind of character since I'm a younger age, like of always getting into mischief and whatever the case and talked about. And people like me, but they don't like me, and I don't know. And but like they always like me for my boxing ability, they've always liked me for that side of me, 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 me determination. Me, I'm a, I'm a nice guy, I know. I've always, even though, look at the only reason why people fell out with me because I won too many fights against them. You know, and like maybe, maybe, hey, that's just life. I'm grateful I'm here today. I'm actually speaking to yourself instead of online in person, which is, it, 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 that, that's what's good, man. That's what's good. And look at here, look at, if I can manage to get a couple of fights and a couple of, a couple of wins in, I'll be over the moon. But at the end of the day, I'm content with living the rest of my life as a Muslim, four, five, praying, praying four times a day, in the gym every day. Not drinking, not gambling, not using drugs and eating well. And that's all that matters, man. That's all that matters. Yeah. Well, on that positive note, we leave it there. Tony Bates, it's been a pleasure to sit down with you here yes, in Crumble Village. We're back training and uh, look, I look forward to seeing what 2024, 2025 yeah. have to bring for you. 100%. Like you say, even if you don't get that fight, you seem like you're in a good place. Ah, the best. I've been in a really good place, man. It's, it's, it's nice. Well, look, thank you for joining us today on the Rocky Road. That was a hell of a rocky road, I tell you that for sure. <laughs> oh, there's plenty more. That's only touching the sobers, man. You've no yeah. idea, man. Yeah, look, three or four fights in there. Come back, we'll sit back down in here again. And, Inshallah, uh, yeah. Go over again. Inshallah. Cheers, Tony. All right, see you all.